Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 12 of Pandemic Parenting Sucks. And this is another early morning recording the day I'm going to post it. I want, I actually intentionally waited till Saturday morning this time, which was crazy. But most of the time I like to record this sometime during the week whenever I have time and not wait till the last minute. I am not a last minute person. I'm more of a type A personality. I want to get things done early if at all possible. But I have noticed that during COVID, I am definitely not getting things done early as I'd like to. I'm getting things done before they're due, but I like to get things done as early as possible. And I've been waiting to the last minute to get a lot of stuff done, including my kids' work, my work, housework, um, everything. And my house literally looks like a dumpster fire. I haven't had time to actually do housework. And when you have three children in your house, you can't do that. It's almost constant having to keep up with cleaning. And I haven't kept up for about two weeks. So I have blocks on the floor. I have towels on the floor. I have like eight baskets of laundry I haven't put away. It's just a mess. And I know I need to not do my work work for one day and just catch up on house stuff. But that's very difficult because we just had midterms. So it's been really, really crazy around here. Upside, my night class ends next week. So I will have one less class. I'll go from having eight classes to seven classes, which is slightly more doable. But the reason I waited till Saturday morning to do this is because we did Boo at the Zoo last night, and I wanted to talk about that in today's podcast. And also, later on today, we have our last soccer games for the season, so we will not have soccer again until the end of March. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Um, so we have all of that to talk about, and then next week I will talk about the last soccer season. I may have my son on either next week or the week after. I don't know if I want to wait until they make the school announcement to have him on um, so he can talk about that and from his perspective, but he's been itching to get on mommy's podcast. So we'll see there. Um, last night we went to Boo at the Zoo. It was the very first night that they had it. This is also a tradition of ours. We have gone to Boo at the Zoo every year since our son had his first Halloween. So this is our 10th year going to Boo at the Zoo. Uh, our zoo is not huge. It's a smaller um, zoo. It's, I mean, it's a decent size for a smallish town, but it's not a huge, huge zoo. We walked the entire zoo and went to all the treat stations in a little over 30 minutes. So that kind of tells you how the size of the zoo Um. One of the things, though, is my kids have not been to the zoo in a year, and we even have a membership that we bought before COVID happened, and we were not able to use it, so we just rolled it over to next year, but we usually get a membership to the zoo and the children's museum every year, because even though it is a small zoo, it's nice to walk the zoo. It has a really nice playground that the kids can play at and all that stuff, so we we do like to use the zoo. And it was very odd. My son, my 10-year-old, pointed out that we had not been to the zoo since the last boo at the zoo. 
And they always do the Boot the Zoo after the zoo has closed for the season. So the zoo closes the first week of October. And then they do Boot the Zoo until Halloween night. They do not do it on Halloween night. They do it up until Halloween night. And then it's closed until April 6th. And I don't know why they pick April 6th, but April 6th is always the opening day for the zoo. So my 10-year-old was very aware that we have not been to the zoo in a year. And my three-year-old, last time we had been to the zoo, had just turned two. So she didn't really remember anything. And she was super excited about the zoo. But it was kind of cold, so almost all the animals were up. and There was not a lot of animals out. And... But she was still excited to see the one she got to see. The biggest exhibit ever at our zoo, the exhibit that gets the most attention, is the cheetahs. And they just added two more cheetahs. So we have four cheetahs at our zoo. And the camels are out. And she got to see the camels. And the penguins. And the zebras. And the monkeys. She loved seeing all the monkeys out and about and moving around. And the kookaburro birds were very, very loud last night. So that was fun for her. But um, her favorite is the reptile house. And since COVID has happened, the reptile house has been closed because it's an enclosed area. Little kids touch everything in there so they don't get to see the reptiles. And there was no animals out to pet this year. Every year at the zoo, they usually have their, their petting zoo out. So like bunnies and guinea pigs and some snakes tend to be out so people can pet them but there is no petting of animals this year because we don't want to have touch contact with a lot of things um I will say before I even go into a lot of detail about Booth the Zoo I thought it was run very well I was really impressed with how they did it and I will also preface this with saying I'm pretty much Florida at this point I am done with COVID restrictions. I wear my mask. I do everything I'm supposed to do. It's just hurts my soul at this point. It's so hard. Um, and I was pretty dead set on doing this for a couple reasons, but my husband is very, very aware of COVID restrictions. One, because of where he works. And two, if he gets COVID or has to be exposed to COVID and he has to isolate for 14 days, his work is pretty much screwed. So, um, he's very, very aware of COVID, but I was going to do this no matter what. I, I essentially said, we are signing up for Booth the Zoo and we're going to do it. And one of the main reasons for that is my kids have lost so much this year. They've lost sports seasons. They've lost swimming lessons. They've lost school. We are still not in school. We're still e-learning. They've lost, um, their trip to Disney. They lost any vacations. They've lost seeing family members. So they've just lost so much. And damn it, they're not going to lose Halloween. So I, we, we made a conscious choice to go on the very first night. So, um, and be the very first group. So what they're doing is every 30 minutes, they're letting in 25 people. And like I said, it took us just over 30 minutes. Like we were leaving as the next group was entering. So there was, that wasn't great. We were passing each other at the, because the entrance and the exits are in the same exact spot. So we were passing each other there, but it was nice that um, we did have a half an hour with only 25 people in there. 
I will also say that Boo at the Zoo is incredibly popular here and it tends to hit capacity every year. This is the first time we have been at Boo at the Zoo during the daytime. We normally go when it's dark outside because it is, I think, 500 lit carved pumpkins, Halloween displays. It's just, it's great. But we made the compromise to go during the day so we could be one of the first groups there. And we were, and we were probably maybe the fourth group to go through the candy station. So there wasn't a lot of exposure there. We weren't, we weren't looking at a lot of touch exposure and surface, surface exposure. And that was kind of our compromise to do this. So we had to buy our tickets ahead of time, only 25 group, 25 people in each group for 30 minutes. You have to be on time or you lose your spot. They're very strict about that. You also have to wear a mask. And, um, even my three-year-old wore her mask for almost the entire thing. They weren't as strict about children wearing face masks. Younger children, I would say. Um, they were pretty strict about my 10-year-old. But again, he looks like he's 12 or 13 because he's five feet tall now. But they were pretty strict about him keeping his mask on. My seven-year-old kept her mask on. And my three-year-old kept her mask on all the way until the last two treat stations. So she made it almost completely through the zoo with her mask on which was great for her because she usually fiddles with it, but she was just so excited. She kept screaming Halloween, Halloween and trick or treat. So she'll be really awesome if we can actually do Halloween. But because we got to do this, I'm less worried about Halloween. I feel like less of that pressure and that stress if something happens. Uh, We plan on doing Halloween, but the weather is crazy in central Illinois when it comes to Halloween. Last Halloween, we had two inches of snow. So if the weather's really bad, if it's raining, if it's snowing, it's not that huge of a deal if we don't get to go trick-or-treating. But the because we got to do both the zoo and she got to experience her Halloween and eat all of the candy she wanted. Um, but the we had to... So going back to the entrance part, uh, we had to wear masks to get in. They did not temperature check us. I thought they might temperature check us before we got in, but they didn't. I kind of wish they would have temperature checked along with everything else, but I was pretty pleased with the precautions they were taking. Uh, They normally have tickets and you have to give each treat booth a ticket, but they did not have tickets this year. So I don't know if that's a whole touch contact thing. They don't want little kids handling tickets and then giving tickets to the people at the treat booths. I don't know if that was a conscious decision on their part or um, a health department thing. The, so we got there, we gave them our tickets, we got in. Right when you enter, there is a um, photo op. We did not stop for the photo op because we knew we'd be walking right by it again on our way out. And there was quite a line for the photo op and it literally is some corn and a bale of hay and it says boo at the zoo behind it. So it wasn't something spectacular that we needed to stop for right then. And quite frankly, if you stop a three-year-old in her pursuit of candy, you're going to get a temper tantrum. So we're just like, go, she's wearing a mask. Let's just get the candy. We'll get her on the way out. And which we did and that worked out fine. So 
we had to walk right by the playground. The playground had kids playing on it. I was really hoping it would be closed so we could keep our kids off the playground. And all three of the kids were like, "We let's play on the playground, play, you know, playground, playground, playground. Um, our playground recently reopened. However, our county just went into warning level to yesterday. So I was very worried they were going to cancel both the zoo on us. Because when we go into warning level, we have to backtrack a phase and we become more heightened with restrictions, which I'm very surprised we're having our soccer game today because we are back in warning level. Maybe because it's the last game and they don't want to reschedule it and they're just going to go and hope nobody stops them. But most indoor activities are canceled when we go into warning level because of the restriction level. And... So that made me worried that they would cancel both the zoo because we went at 5.30 and they put us in warning level at like three something. And so I was very, very worried that we were going to get phone calls or emails telling us that Boo at the Zoo was canceled because of the warning level, but it wasn't. And this was one of the other reasons we wanted to go on the very first night. One is weather. The, cl- the longer you go into October, the more likely of a chance you are going into freezing weather or snow, like I mentioned last year. And another was if we go into warning level and have to phase back again, we don't want to have one more thing canceled from our kids. So we, we picked the very first night and the weather was great. It was a little chilly, but it was really great for right for the season we're in. I think it was 50 degrees when we went and it was the kids wore their um, long underwear, so their their warm gear under their Halloween costumes, and didn't have to wear coats, which was nice. And I walked around in just a sweatshirt and jeans, which was fine. And we weren't cold at all. We didn't have runny noses. The kids had fun. They got to actually show their Halloween costumes where, you know, most of us in cold states, it's my Halloween costumes under my coat, but guess what? I'm a blank. So they were actually very, very happy that they were able to walk around and have people see their Halloween costumes. Uh, Nobody really commented on the characters they were, but they did comment that my seven-year-old and my three-year-old were dressed up as the same person. And the, both my seven-year-old and my three-year-old were dressed up as the Miraculous Adventures of Ladybug and Cat Noir. And it's on the Disney Channel and it's also on Netflix. And it's, anime-ish. The, my kids both watched the show. They love it. And they decided that's what they were going to be for Halloween. And my son was the same thing he was for Halloween last year. He's got this weird thing where he wears costumes multiple years in a row. He was a transformer when he was little for like three years. And then he was Steve from Minecraft for like three years. And then the past two years, he has been Master Chief from Halo and I had to order all of their costumes on Amazon. One, because apparently my son has outgrown boys' costumes. And so I had to upgrade to a men's small, which was you weren't going to find in like Walmart. So, and we don't have a party store in our area. So I just ordered that on Amazon and I ordered the two girls' costumes because it was very specialized. It's a very specialized show it's not something you're going to see I mean I could have got a ladybug costume but they wanted this specific ladybug leotard thing so I had to order all of them on Amazon god bless Amazon 
and my sons fit perfectly. I had to uh, do a couple adjustments on both the girls. The costume is like a morph suit, but not a very cheaply made morph suit. So I had to cut the hands and feet off. Neither one of my children wanted hands or feet on their costume. So I had to cut those off so they could wear them. But it turned out really well. The, uh, the girls got complimented on being ladybugs, but they didn't know that they were an actual superhero. So my seven-year-old had to inform several of the older generation that, no, I am not just a ladybug. I am a superhero. And the and my son didn't wear his helmet, helmet because he didn't like it obscuring his vision. It, it's a very weird helmet. It's a two, two-way or one-way mirror, and it is kind of dark. Plus, he had to wear, everybody had to wear masks, so he had to wear his mask under his helmet, and it kept fogging his helmet up, so he was done with the helmet um, right after pictures. He'd put it on anytime he wanted to take a picture, but he was done with it after pictures. The, going to the mask thing, we all had to wear masks to get in, and I've lost faith in humanity again. Everybody wore masks to get in. And then as soon as some parents got past the door, they took their masks off and they walked the zoo with no masks on. And I was just lost faith in humanity. You know, I understand if you don't want to wear a mask, but you need to follow the rules or we're going to get it taken away from us is what is my thought behind it. No. Do I like wearing a mask? No, I don't like wearing a mask. Do I wear a mask everywhere I go? Yes, I wear a mask everywhere I go. Do I hand sanitize everywhere I go? Yes, I hand sanitize every, wherever I go. Even, I feel like we've signed a social contract. I'm going to go off on a tangent here. Just follow me. Follow the breadcrumbs. I feel like we fi- we signed a social contract. So when we signed up to do Booth the Zoo, it said very clearly on there when we went online about our tickets, masks must be worn throughout the zoo for the safety of our volunteers and for the safety of our attendees, masks must be worn. Mind you, we just had a pretty huge spike in our county that put us at warning level. We had the highest we've had since COVID started. We had almost a hundred people test positive in one day for our county. And that's pretty big considering two days before that we had 88 people. So we were upswinging pretty high in our county. And there's a decent chance you are walking around carrying it or had contact with someone who was carrying it. So I was really, really disappointed in these parents. No matter what, even if you don't believe in wearing masks, even if you hate wearing masks, if you medically can wear a mask, which they knew they could because they put one on to walk through the door, it's kind of like the people that don't wear seatbelts, but when they see a police officer, they pull the seatbelt on really quick and get all stressed out. Isn't it just less stressful to wear the seatbelt? Like, I felt like it was a conscious decision to take the mask off once they got past the door because they knew they had to wear it to get in. And they knew at the doors where the security was going to be to tell them to wear their mask. Because throughout the zoo, we didn't see any other zoo employees. We just saw volunteers. And the volunteers are not going to tell an adult to put a mask on because they don't want to be have a confrontation. So I just, I was very disappointed in that. You knew going into this, you had to wear a mask. If you didn't want to wear a mask, stay home. You know, that was your choice. This is a business. It's like a business saying you have to wear shoes and a shirt. 
you you signed the social contract you needed to wear a mask through that and that just it just rubbed me the wrong way and I was very disappointed because I don't want this taken away from other kids I don't want people to be like well the the people that came through the first weekend caused a spike in COVID or the people that came through the first weekend couldn't wear their masks so we're gonna have to cancel it for the rest of the season and that that's what is disappointing to me If it meant that my kids got back to normal, I'd wear a full hazmat suit if I had to. It's, I want to get things back to normal. And if we keep having this, things are going to keep getting taken away. And it's so, so frustrating. And it's also frustrating coming from the point of someone who doesn't want to do it, but who's doing it. Um, I'm doing everything they tell me to do. Am I happy about it? No. Do I do it? Yes. Because I want everything to get back to normal and if that means we'll get back to normal faster yes I'll wear the mask no problem hell my three-year-old was wearing a mask I wanted to turn around and tell one of the adult males that was refusing to wear a mask that dude my three-year-old is wearing a mask through this zoo suck it up buttercup and wear your freaking mask because it was just so frustrating but I tried not to make it ruin my day, but I made sure to make a point of it because I'm like, I want to talk about this when I make the podcast because this is ridiculous. For 30 minutes, they couldn't wear a mask for 30 minutes when a three-year-old could wear a mask. We go through all the treat stations. They get a handful of candy at each treat station. And the um, treat stations were all set up really uniquely and very fun. The first treat station had a spinning pumpkin. So every treat station was set up so that you did not get within six feet of the volunteers, which was really cool. So one had a spinning pumpkin. So the there was multiple pumpkins on like a wheel, but the wheel was set like facing up. So the volunteer would put the glow sticks in the pumpkins and then the kids would pull the glow sticks out of the pumpkins. So the first station was really cool. The kids thought it was fun. The next station, they put it in a truck, like a Tonka truck on a string. And they put all the candy in the back of the Tonka Tonka truck, rolled it down the table, then pulled it back up the table after the kids pulled the candy out. The only thing I wish they would have been doing is sanitizing the like truck or sanitizing the pumpkins after so many kids. They weren't sanitizing them at all. Granted, supposedly it's not supposed to pass through touch that much, but little kids are all up on the truck. Little kids are all up in these pumpkins. So that that's why I was happy that we are one of the first people going through. I would not feel as comfortable if we would have been the last group of the night going through, knowing that they weren't sanitizing this part. Um, so we had the truck. We had a lot of PVC pipes where they would shoot the candy through the PVC pipe to the kids. They decided to put their bags or whatever they're using to collect bags or buckets at the bottom of the PVC pipe. And the candy was shot through. We had a fishing pole where there was a pumpkin at the end of the fishing pole and candy was in there. We had some guttering used as slides for candy um, on shovels. So they put the candy on a shovel and then moved the shovel out to the kids. Uh, what are the other ones? So PVC, gutters, shovels, um... Oh, like uh, butterfly nets. All of that was really, really fun. 
And the kids kind of were like, what's next? How are they going to give us the candy next? I will say the pumpkin on the fishing pole was the least effective because the every time a kid touched the pumpkin, the lady almost dropped the fishing pole. I understand what she was going through, but the lady almost dropped the fishing pole every time the kids dropped the pumpkin or touched the pumpkin to get their stuff out of it. So that was not as effective. But they walked away with a pretty decent candy haul, which again makes me not as stressed about Halloween. I was very stressed out before this getting something for the season. We did decide to cancel the pumpkin patch. And again, this is a tradition we've gone to almost every year, but there's too much touch contacts and it's just too busy because everybody is going to the pumpkin patches right now. And a grand majority of people are not wearing their masks. So that that made the decision kind of easy for us not to go to the pumpkin patches. But very difficult because that's, you know, that was kind of our fall thing. We'd usually do family pictures there and that's what made it sad. But we went through, we went all the way through Boo at the Zoo. My three-year-old made it until the last two treat stations before she lost it with the mask, gave it to me and said, put in pocket. And I didn't fight her on it. Because I don't want to make the mask a bad experience. This is only like the third time she's had to wear a mask. And this is by far the longest she's worn it without complaining, without me having to fix it. So I was essentially rewarding her effort. And I think it was, it's easier for her to take wearing it next night, next time knowing that, you know, mom will take it off of me. Plus they were pretty lax about three-year-olds wearing masks there, which I'm, I am happy about just because I knew my three-year-old wasn't going to make it all the way through with the mask. But the fact that she made it to the last two treat stations was amazing. I was very happy with that. She looked at animals, she collected treats, she ran around and she was good until the very, very end. So like the last 10 minutes. So I, I honestly can't complain about that. And my older two wore their masks the whole time. No problem. They, they're great mask wearers, which gives me hope for when or if they go back to school that they will wear their masks so they can stay in school. Um, on the way out, they have a pumpkin that obviously has a camera somewhere, but it talks to the kids like, see you next year. Hope you had fun. Stuff like that. Um, comments on their costumes. It, the pumpkin kept calling my two girls twins granted there's a four-year difference but kept calling them twins because they were wearing the same costume but we got through it on our way out we were able to take a picture at the picture station and I let all of my kids take their masks off for the picture so we had a couple with masks on and some with the masks off they were kind of bummed because normally there's a train and it's a spooky train and it's haunted and there's people that pop out at you while you're on the train and it's it's little kid scary it's not adult scary but it's little kid scary a lot of a lot of jump scares and stuff like that yes but they didn't run that they said due to covid we cannot run the train that's too many people in an enclosed area and it's just, it's just not feasible. We can't do the train during COVID. And they also could not do the merry-go-round. Um, so, because again, they could not, they didn't have the ability to sanitize all of the animals on it. 
So the the kids kind of miss that. They they miss the train most of all. My ten year old misses the missed the haunted scary train, and my seven year old wanted to do it for the first time this year. So she'll have to wait next year to do it for the first time. But she was getting super brave and wanted to do it. But they were a little disappointed about the train. They didn't care about the carousel. They didn't care about the merry-go-round carousel, whatever you call it. Whatever part of the world you're from and whatever you call it. They didn't care about that. Um, Honestly, my seven-year-old cannot ride the carousel. It makes her motion sick. So she has to close her eyes when she rides anything like that. So she was like, no biggie. That's not here. My my three-year-old does like the carousel. And my 10-year-old is getting kind of big for the carousel. So they weren't really worried about that. But they were upset that the um, train was not running. I think their biggest complaint, because I did ask them the goods and the bads, their biggest complaint was the train. And I kind of expected that. And their second biggest complaint was no petting zoo. So they, they didn't care about the carousel. So they were upset. They were bummed there was no petting zoo. And they were really bummed that there was no train. But they were very happy that they got to go and do this because I asked them, was it still good to do? Even without those two things and with having to wear a mask and social distance, was it still good to do? And hands down, the two older ones were yes. And they were the ones, they were the opinions I was really looking for because they have done it pre-COVID. Granted, uh, my three-year-old has done it pre-COVID, but she doesn't remember doing it pre-COVID. So they have done it pre-COVID. So I was like, was this good? Did you like this? And my 10-year-old was like, mom, to be honest, I like anything where I can get out and see people and seems semi-normal. So the, and my seven-year-old said, you know, it was fun. They, to make up for no train and no carousel, they did add a, a couple more treat stations, which I thought was a very good idea on their part. Just to distract the kids. I was super bummed at one of the treat stations. They asked the kids, do you want a caramel apple or do you want candy? And all three of my kids said candy. I'm like, dude, take one for the team. Get a caramel apple from mom. I brought you here. Come on. I got you ready. Give me a caramel apple. Because the caramel apples are from a local place that does like very nice gourmet type caramel apples. And I'm like, ah, you you passed up the good caramel apples. Ugh. I've raised them wrong, but they all chose candy instead. They got to come home. They loved it. Again, it was, we going, getting there and coming back, it almost took longer to get ready. It was such a short trip and we're used to spending like an hour plus at this event and just to be in and out in 30 minutes was so sad and unreal like like, this is normally in an entire night event like you you just kill a night doing this we've done it in the rain before we've done it where it's freezing um and the weather was great and to be in and out in 30 minutes and they were kind of like shooing us out we were getting towards the end of our 30 minutes and it was like okay guys it's time for the next you know troop of people to come in and there was markers on the ground before each treat station so we knew how to stay six feet apart so all throughout the zoo there were six feet apart markers we kind of had to walk in a single file line we couldn't move at our own pace we had to move at the pace of the people in front of us 
which was different. But again, the kids didn't seem to know. I was more unnerved by it than the kids were. The kids were just incredibly happy to be able to be in their Halloween costumes outside without coats on and getting to interact with all the volunteers, getting to interact with the other kids pointing at them and like, did you see that? And, you know, look at that costume. So it's very, very nice for that. And I'm really glad we did it. I, I do not regret not, you know, doing it. I'm very, very glad we did it. And it was surreal doing it when it was still daylight, but I'm happy we were in the first group to go through on the first day because of the whole not sanitizing the things at the treat stations. So I felt better about that. When we came home, I, my kids were like, how much candy can we have? And I'm like, go wild. Just don't get an upset stomach, which apparently the three-year-old does not understand because she ended up eating so much candy she threw up, but she, she rallied after she did it and ate more candy. So, um, I guess life choices of a three-year-old, but all in all, it was really good. I hope our last soccer game today is really, really good. I know both of my older kids are anxious because it is the last soccer game and it's their last interaction with some of these friends until March. And it's the last interaction with kids, really, until they go back to school or March again because nothing else is opening. And I'm really worried that if we keep backsliding with cases and keep our warning level keeps going up, then they're going to get even more taken away. I have them signed up for an indoor sports clinic that starts on Thursday of this week, but I'm worried it's going to be canceled if we are on a high warning level. So all of that, it's so stressful. Report cards came out yesterday and I have not looked at my kids' report cards. Even though I am in school essentially with them every day, I am dreading looking at their report cards. So and parent-teacher conferences are next week. So you guys will hear about parent-teacher conferences in the next podcast. And you'll hear about the last soccer game. And I went really long this time, but I really wanted to talk about Booth the Zoo. And yeah, that's all for this week. And next week, we'll talk about all the fun parent-teacher conferences and report cards and last soccer games and indoor sports clinics and all of that. <laughs>